matter, kid? Don't you like clowns? Why? Don't we make you laugh? Aren't we? Come play with us, Danny. Bad luck to kill a seabird. Yo, what's up, guys? Welcome to the Horror Flicks and Guitar Picks podcast. I'm your host, Trashmouth, and this week, my guest is the one and only John Cook, guitar player for the bands Napalm Death, Venomous Concept, and Corrupt Moral Altar. Now, before we get into this week's interview, I don't really have any new news, but I just want to let you guys know that I have a few shirts left if you want to pick up a t-shirt. I think the only sizes I have left are XL and 2XL, and they're only 20 bucks shipped and everything, so just hit me up, and I'll throw in some stickers as well. So The only other thing is make sure to go check me out on Facebook, Instagram, and Twitter. If you're an Apple user, make sure you go leave me a review. It helps the podcast be seen by more people, plus it's cool just to see reviews and see what you guys think. So, so make sure you go do that, and let's jump right into the interview. So how's it going, man? Thanks for coming on the show. No worries, man. If you don't mind, we can start a little bit, but just tell me how you linked up with the guys in uh, Napalm Death. Well, uh, I ended up playing guitar with them in 2014, no? mm. but uh, I've known them since like 2006, 2007. I oh, actually yeah. used to be their, uh, I was van driver, tour manager, merch guy. I filled in on bass before for Shane in 2012. Yeah. I filled in for Barney for like two shows doing like a handful of songs in 2010 and uh yeah now they're, they're just not friends really oh, it's actually I've, I've been living with danny and Shane on and off for 10 years in birmingham okay. so yeah I, I met them when i was actually used to work at a recording studio in birmingham and i was asked to uh drive them to a uh, venomous concept recording and I just teach it off with Shane and danny and uh yeah just i've been Mates with them for years. <laughs> so we yeah. to go back to Vegas because of family problems. Yeah, yeah. I asked me to jump in on guitar. So I had like about four days' notice. So I had to learn the whole set. Yeah, that was six years ago. <laughs> <laughs> Hell yeah. It was, uh, was Did you find it a little easier to learn them since you had some of the songs already on bass or was it still just like, fuck? Hey, it, it was, I'm so, I've always been really familiar with the songs anyway. So yeah. It wasn't True. that difficult. To be honest, look, but he was only because I was around the, them playing live so much, so them songs are kind of ingrained in my head. <laughs> so, yeah, yeah, knowing but, the patterns uh, is hard, like definitely half the battle for sure. Yeah, but plus, um, I played, I've been playing with Danny and Shane in Venomous Concepts since like 2010 when I did the US tour with them on second guitar. So I was used to playing with them guys anyway. So it was, it's, yeah, it's been cool. Oh, yeah. And how did you guys link up to start a Venomous Concept? I know you got that, and then you also do another project called uh, Corrupt Moral Altar. Do you mind telling me about both of those? I know you kind of released music with all your projects this year. Yeah. Yeah. Um, well, I, at one point, I was playing a live bass for Malevolent Creation, and uh, I left them in 2012 and mm. started Corrupt Moral Altar in near Liverpool, where I live now. Oh, yeah. Uh, met Tom and Adam and Reese. And uh, yeah, we've just been slowly putting out releases. We've got some more stuff recorded already, actually. We've yeah. got a, we've got like a seventeen-minute industrial track we're working on, and that's going like one side of a twelve-inch. <laughs> uh, with Venomous, uh, they asked me to come in and play live first, and then I played on VC3, mm. and 
and the latest one VC4 and we're actually recording VC5 right now at the moment oh. <laughs> and we've actually already wrote the songs for VC6 <laughs> as I was a noise project is coming with Venomous as well I'm not quite sure what's going on with that yet but it's really busy oh yeah and uh, I'm sure with COVID, you put out plenty this year, but with everybody being in quarantine and stuff, because y'all are in quarantine over there, I'm, I'm sure, right? As yeah, well? yeah. Yeah, we are at the moment still. I mean, fingers crossed they've rolled the vaccine out over here. So yeah, we'll be doing shows again by the summer next year. Yeah, once I saw that was starting to roll out, that gave me hope for some shows next year for sure. But uh, has that? would you say that sped up you guys, you know, writing more material for 2021 instead of, you know, just ready to get yeah. on the road with what you got? Yeah, we've been really busy uh, writing. I mean, I also played on. Um, I played a bit of guitar and noise on the new Blood from the Soul record as well, which is Shane and uh, Jacob from Converge and uh, Jesper from Nazem and Dirk from Megadeth. Oh hell yeah! So yeah, do some noise on that, and hopefully we'll do some shows with that eventually as well. No, that'd be awesome. And uh, do you guys have anything coming up that you want to uh, talk about before we move on to the horror movies that you can talk about? I know with COVID, that uh, some release dates and you know shows and everything are kind of. Yeah, <laughs> it's all big mess. But uh, yeah, uh, well, hopefully we'll be putting some uh, a, a, a noise venomous concept record out. Yeah. Soon, and uh, the new Corrupt Moral Alter just came out on twelve inch on APF Records, and we hopefully have the follow up to that. We finished recording by the end of the year, and we're also facing the venomous concept rock and roll album, which we're working on. I'm going back to back into the studio in a few days with Shane. Okay, it. hell yeah. You say you're uh, mixing it as well yourself? No, it's been, it's been mixed uh, by our our friend there, Simon Effamy. Okay. He's a live sound guy for Napalm, but he's also, he's produced records by like the Wild Hearts and Paradise Last. He did a Crowbar record. I think he did some live Pantera stuff. He's a really good friend, so it's a lot of fun going back yeah. into with him. So yeah, I'll be seeing them guys on Friday. Oh yeah, that's awesome. So uh, we can move on to the horror movies. If you don't mind, just tell me, you know, what yeah. was your re- what was your relationship with them growing up, and you know, uh, if it's the same now, and if not, you know, like how's it changed? Well, my first like memory of not, not even seeing a horror film was seeing the posters for Hellraiser. Oh like, yeah, absolutely petrified. Man. Just yeah, the big poster of Pinhead, holding the cube and stuff. It's crazy, man. But uh, yeah, well, first films I saw was Evil Dead Two. Which is uh, still one of my favourites. Yeah. I, mean, I haven't actually seen uh, Ash vs. Evil Dead. I haven't seen all of that yet. I mean, have you seen it? Did, is it worth watching? I mean... <laughs> I haven't watched it myself either. I've heard good things, but uh, I, it was one of those shows I wanted to watch, and then I heard it got uh, cancelled, and like picked, it kept getting like cancelled and picked back up, and then it got cancelled again like after one season. And usually yeah. when stuff like that happens, it always like pulls my interest a little bit away from it, because I'm always like, well, damn, you know, they're, they're not able to do their story arc that they really want to do, so... Yeah, that's kind, of, that's kind of what put me out. I watched like the first season, and then I was, you know, it was getting cancelled and whatever, so I just kind of yeah. lost track. Yeah. Now, is, uh, would you say Evil Dead 2 is your favourite horror movie of all time, or do you have one that uh, over uh, time is... Probably, oh, so many. Um, you can talk about a few different uh, favourites. I know it's hard to choose a favourite horror movie with there being so many different types of horror movies, you know? I love House of a Thousand Corpses. Hell uh, yeah. <laughs> you've got that as the intro to your uh, podcast, haven't you? Yeah. Uh, Is it from the Devil's Rejects? Yeah, it's from uh, Rejects, but it it is Captain Spaulding. I had to put that up there because, you know, he passed away shortly before I started my podcast. So I was like, I got to put a part of his up there for sure. Yeah, Devil Rejects is probably one of my favorites. 
which is love the way it makes you feel bad for the bad guys, you know? And yeah. That ended with uh, Freebird played. No, that's uh, definitely an iconic horror ending for, you know, it to come out, you know, not, you know, maybe 30 years now. Well, no, it's still 20 years. Yeah, because it came out in 2003 or four, I believe. I think it came out in oh, 2003. Old. Yeah, but it, uh, yeah, it still holds up to this day. Did you ch- uh, check out Three from Hill- Hell yet? Yeah, I watched it. it. It's good, but it can't stand up to the first two. Yeah, just not, just not the same. I do like the wars in it though. He's a pretty fucked up character, but um, I don't know. It just doesn't see, doesn't seem as magical as the first two to me. I know what you mean. It, to me, it was like an adequate return to the characters and everything after all these years. But it wasn't. Yeah. Uh, it wasn't like as magical. Like you said, it just didn't have the magic of the first two films. <laughs> magic like it's a Disney film. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> anyway, there's different types of magic. I didn't say it. There's dark magic. <laughs> Did uh. Would you say you have a favorite character out of those? Because I know it's that's one thing about that um, movie is, or well, the first two movies, you know, is that there's so many good characters between Captain Spaulding, Otis, and you know, even Baby's intriguing. Do you have a favorite of those? Spaulding, definitely. Oh yeah. Don't you like clowns? <laughs> he's such a great character. Like. Yeah, he's like motherfucker got blood all over my clown suit. <laughs> <laughs> now, and I love how in the first movie they like they play him off to be you know like kind of uh grungy and gritty and stuff but he's not really you know a part yeah. of the team yet where at least you know as far as the audience knows and then at the end it's like revealed yeah like oh shit it's kind of like texas chainsaw massacre only you know they reveal that way earlier with you know the whole yeah, like, working that, together thing well, the first one reminds me of Chapter yeah Texas chainsaw massacre. That, that film's terrified i love that film but yeah. it's when he slams that door shut just the sound of it it's just it's yeah then the the way the dude's like twitching on the floor when he hits him with a hammer, like right before he pulls him into oh, the, the door. Yeah, yeah. <laughs> yeah, that and the meat hook scene where he like hooks the girl up is uh probably the two most like uh cringe scenes, but not like cringe in like a bad way, cringe and like, oh shit, yeah, that's gonna you, hurt. You want to turn away, but you can't. <laughs> yeah. So uh we talked about some classics and some that were kinda like, you know, early two thousands, but has there been any like newer horror movies that have stood out to you? And um by that I just mean like five to ten years. Yeah, I, I liked Apostle. Okay, hell yeah. Have, have oh, a Netflix movie? Yeah. Yeah. I liked that. It was just creepy and I don't know, it just uh really caught my attention that uh, hereditary as well. Yeah. That was no. pretty that's pretty intense that film. <laughs> Oh, yeah. Now, Hereditary is one of my favorites, but real quick to speak on Apostle, that one really doesn't get as much attention as I feel like it should because it's a really good cult film. It's a really good, you know, the atmosphere in it is built very well. And then as well, yeah, like all the acting the, is... The pacing uh, of it as well. Just, you know, it's yeah. just really good film, that one. Yeah, that scene where they're fighting or where they kill the guys with the spears and they're just like stabbing them through them. That shit's insane. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> when they drag the girl into the... Uh... Or is he like the center of the village and stuff trying to get him to come out? It's pretty horrifying. Yeah. <laughs> but, uh, good film, man. No, that's definitely got some scenes that are, uh, they're kind of like drawn out, but not in the way of like too long. They're drawn out in the way of like, they want you to feel like the, uh, not the pain, I guess. Well, I guess you kind of the pain of the people. They, they want you to feel like a little bit of the tension going on, you know, like yeah. that part where they got the guy hooked up to that machine and shit. It's just, the whole oh, movie is yeah. pretty good though. I highly recommend it if people haven't checked it out. Yeah, that's that's a really good film. I did, did really enjoy that one. Hereditary's yeah. pretty depressing. And <laughs> it's yeah, good. I only watched that a few weeks ago. That was good. Oh, was that your first time uh, checking it out? Uh, yeah. Oh yeah. Did uh after all the you know because now it's kind of built like a hype train. Would you say that it lived up to the hype? I mean, I I guess so because you say you liked it a lot. So. 
Uh, yeah, yeah, yeah. It was good. It's, it's, it was just just heavy watching because I was in the. I watched it with um, Shane and Kevin from Venomous because we were in the studio a few weeks back. Yeah, in Cambridge, and uh, you know we had a pretty heavy day of recording all day. And put that on. Who's uh, <laughs> freaked us all out? Actually, <laughs> we're sleeping in this caravan in the middle of nowhere. So. Yeah. Holy shit! Yeah. yeah, I can only imagine that shit. Especially the the whole like last fifteen minutes of that movie is just terrifying. I can imagine being in the middle of fucking nowhere watching it. <laughs> yeah, we were because I, I go in like the top caravan, like you know, like a static trailer. And yeah, I'll be, I'll be in bed and Kevin comes in, he starts making that sound that they're making the hover. <laughs> so, yeah, <laughs> fuck that. No, I uh, I try to get my wife with that all the time, but she because of how big of a fan of a movie uh, of that movie I am, she knows that it's me most of the time. But yeah. <laughs> we have a uh, newborn, and he made that sound one day, and I was like, "Oh shit!" We're not gonna... <laughs> <laughs> but uh, now that one's uh really good, and it's one of those movies that I feel like it was promoted very well, and then like so if you don't really. Like even if you saw a movie trailer, you know, as long as nobody actually spoiled the movie for you going into it, yeah. like uh, it really like about twenty minutes in, it really grabs you and doesn't let go until the end for sure. And it's like a yeah. two hour and twenty minute movie. So yeah, this is a short one. Yeah, yeah it's good. No, that, those those are the best two films I've seen recently. Oh yeah, have you seen his other film, uh, Midsummer yet? I don't know if I asked you that already. No, uh, no, I haven't seen that one yet. Yeah, I highly recommend that, especially if you liked uh, Hereditary. I wouldn't say it's a scary, but it's definitely uh, as like good as far as quality film and stuff cool man i'll, ch- I'll check it out hell yeah so uh you know with uh you mentioned like evil dead being one of your favorites you know that went on to get a remake how do you feel about horror remakes and you know do you usually try to just stay away yeah. from them so that way you don't have to hate them I, or do you usually end up liking them more than you think i check i check see you now i mean you know it's a different story they shouldn't have called it evil dead really yeah evil dead remake but i don't know oh i watched the latest halloween one which is kind of a a reboot that was pretty good yeah with uh what's the name in it uh from the first two jamie lee curtis yeah yeah it. yeah i thought, thought that was pretty good i wasn't too keen on the rob zombie ones though yeah no they definitely took it a little bit like one thing i liked about the original uh halloween was the fact that it was such a mystery as to why he was doing what he was doing and then they you know rob zombie took that away which yeah so that, kind of destroyed the, the, you know you need a bit of mystery sometimes yeah now it makes him a little bit less uh crazy when he's you know because in the f- original one he kind of seems like you know you don't see much of the household but when he's sitting out front and they pull the mask off or whatever um you know when he approaches his sister and kills her she's yeah. sitting at like a nice vanity and she's doing her makeup and then he's sitting outside of a nice house and so it seems all very like this kid living in a nice family with a nice yeah. you know they, they come home dressed nice and everything so it puts more mystery behind it. But then in Rob Zombies, he's like, nah, this kid's treated like shit by everybody in his family. He hates every, you know. Yeah. So it kind of, which I I like the Rob Zombie. Uh, I like his first Halloween, but not really his second one so much. But uh, I definitely it's, don't care for him as remakes. Yeah, I'm not, I'm not a big fan of the remakes, really. Yeah, he could have put any mask on uh, instead of the Michael Myers mask in, on the first Halloween movie. And I think I would have liked the movie more because it really doesn't. Yeah. It just shows a killer becoming a killer, really. Yeah, yeah. Actually, a good film we saw recently, a really old one, is, uh, what's it called? The Town That Dreaded Midnight, I think it's called. Oh, The Town That Dreaded uh, Sundown? That's it, yeah. Yeah. That, that's the, <laughs> that's a crazy film, man. That trombone scene. <laughs> 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 Fucking kills him with a trombone. The, uh, 
that one thing about that movie that caught me completely off guard was like how it's kind of like a documentary. Yeah, and, and they added that one stupid character in. Yeah, uh, the stupid cop keeps crashing the car, but it's actually got some scary parts in that film with uh, the way he's breathing on the mass. Like, <laughs> yeah, <laughs> yeah, it's pretty bad. I, like, I quite like that. <laughs> now, uh, the scenes where it's showing like. Like you said, they kind of forced the humor in there with the goofy cop and shit like that. Like yeah. almost like they were watching too much uh, fucking um, the Andy Griffith show or some shit like that back yeah. in the day. But, <laughs> so, but uh, as far as the scenes where it was showing like the killer like attacking the victims and stuff, that shit was really creepy. And like you said, he put off this era that was just like, fuck, dude. Yeah, because considering how long ago it was made, it's pretty scary still as well. Yeah. Yeah, because I watched it. My, my brother's really into horror films as well. And, um, he he just uh he said there's some town where they show that at the film festival every year the the city it's supposed to be based in and, uh, oh, hell yeah. was, uh, so yeah, it was cool man yeah and no, I really enjoyed that one that's probably one of my favorites from the seventies you know as far as the ones that don't get you know a lot of credit of course yeah. I love you know the, like Texas Chainsaw Halloween Black Christmas all that but yeah. um like that's probably one of the definitely the better hidden gems out of the 70s it's not really a hidden gem anymore but you definitely have to be a kind of like a horror fan to know about it for sure yeah no, that's cool man oh yeah so i got uh some hypothetical questions for you that kind of makes the music and movies if somebody approached you and you don't uh since you play in multiple projects and stuff like that you don't have to narrow any of that down but just yeah. uh a generalized music video if somebody approached approached you and said hey i want to make a music video for one of your projects but i want you to pick a horror movie that's one of your favorites for us to remake into a short film for the music video. What horror movie would you choose and how would you remake it for a music video? Oh, probably like the Toxic Avenger. Oh, fuck yeah. <laughs> you know, just uh, could see like Kurt Marlow to do something stupid with that. But yeah. again, I think like <laughs> in, a, in that dress and covered in acid or whatever. Well, the toxic, you know. Yeah. We're in the tutu and shit. <laughs> yeah. Yeah, that, that'd be pretty cool. Yeah, now I love, love that Avenger film. Yeah, Toxic yeah. Avenger is uh, fun as shit. Plus, you could always have, like, uh, like one of you guys play the Toxic Avenger, and then the rest of you guys could be, like, the the dickhead guys that he comes yeah, back the, and kills and shit the like that. that he, like, coming back and kill it. Yeah. That shit still gets me, like, weak as fuck. Just, like, how, like, evil they try to make those people. Like, they run over a kid, literally take pictures oh, of him. The, the head-crushing scene and stuff. Yeah. <laughs> now, I had I had uh, Lloyd Kaufman on the podcast, and I asked him because I thought that he would get in, like a lot of shit for the little kid scene, but he yeah. said that the the scene that he really got flagged for was the dog being shot when they're like oh, at really? the restaurant or whatever. Oh but, yeah, because it, a lot of people thought it was a real dog and everything, didn't they? Because yeah, back then. Yeah, it's a pretty mad scene actually. Yeah, the whole film's so over the top. It's great though. Oh yeah, shit! You could probably get him to direct it too, because uh, I know he's a fan of like he loves doing things with music and stuff like that. Like I know uh, he's always doing things with the dudes from Municipal Waste, and uh, you know he had Lemmy oh, yeah. back on back in the day and shit like that. So. No way. <laughs> oh yeah, I think uh, if I'm not mistaken, Lemmy narrated Tromeo and Juliet, the, his one movie. Oh, Lemmy no from Motorhead. Yeah. <laughs> he like does the narration at the beginning, you know, where like Shakespeare would introduce the play because yeah. it's like a take on it's uh, Lemmy doing it. <laughs> <laughs> I haven't seen that one. I have to check that out. Oh, yeah. Got to check out the Trevor films. <laughs> yeah, Tromeo and Juliet was actually, uh, if I'm not mistaken, it was written by James Gunn, you know, who went on to do uh, Guardians of the Galaxy and stuff like that. No way. Yeah, that was like one of his first movies that he wrote because he started with uh, Troma and shit like that. No way. That's cool. I, I like those two. He's two Guardians of the Galaxy films. I'm not really into most of the Marvel films now. 
Yeah. So a comic book nerd. But uh, these Guardians films are great, man. Yeah, no, they're super fun. And, like, they're fun, but they keep the story from feeling like it's all, like, nothing feels forced in it, you know? That, yeah. That's one that the humor doesn't feel, I mean, it does a little bit at times, but. Uh, yeah, they're fun, not first, the first, uh, the original trilogy, Star Wars. Yeah. They still got a bit of humor in it and stuff, and yeah, uh, they're cool films. Yeah. Hell yeah. Now, it's nice to see that big, like, budget blockbuster film still be able to, you know, keep the humor, like, uh, yeah. in it without, you know, forcing it in there and shit like that, but. So my next question is kind of uh, similar to the other one, but it's, you know, say a fan approached you and they said, hey, we want to make a guitar for you. We want to, like, completely customize it to any fashion that you want, uh, but we want to do it with, like, a horror movie theme. Uh, what guitar would you get? How would you get it customized? And this could be something playable for shows, or it could be something that's completely batshit crazy for, like, a wall piece or something. A xenomorph head would be pretty cool as a body. <laughs> oh fuck, fuck yeah that would be sick <laughs> and you could have the neck as like a chest burster coming out all the way with the head of the chest burster at the top by the uh, machine heads and stuff yeah <laughs> i don't think i'd use that live but uh, <laughs> that would be pretty cool something something like that with lights up leds and stuff <laughs> hell yeah you can also do it like uh you know how the chest burster looking thing comes out of the mouth like a tongue yeah you could do where like the head is the body and then the tongue is the the neck, you know, where, where and then like goes all the way down as the yeah, tongue and then the headstock has a little chest burster face or whatever. Yeah. That should be fucking sick. <laughs> probably weigh about two hundred pounds. So you probably have to. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> fucking, I'm, I'm gonna play this tour with a stool, guys. <laughs> but, uh... Well, you could get uh, what is it? The but the. The machine thing Ripley is in at the end of Aliens. You get that to like hold the guitar and you kind of just the guitar's just balanced there. <laughs> yeah, just walk up and like step into it. That'd be pretty sick. Yeah. <laughs> but, uh, that sounds like some uh Bill and Ted shit right there. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> but uh, would you ever want to uh score a horror movie, do you think, or is that something that uh you wouldn't really want to take on? To be honest, I'd be quite interested in doing something like that. I'd in between all these projects I've been working on, especially this year, I've been working on like this kind of noise, um, like it's almost like Godflesh, but a bit more atmospheric. Yeah. Like the soundtrack stuff. I, I hope you put some of that out at some point. But uh, Shane's been doing something, Shane from Napalm's been doing something similar with these Dark Sky Burial. So uh, pretty interesting. Just like no vocals, just atmospheres. And, yeah. Yeah, I, I'd, I'd love to do something like that, actually, at some point when I get time. <laughs> Yeah, hell yeah. And with music like that, would you rather do kind of like a, you know, like a more sci-fi horror movie, or do you think something with like a, a tone kind of like Hereditary? Like Hereditary, that dark tone. Yeah. Yeah. Like the overwhelming dread, just like for the whole movie, pretty much. Yeah. Hell yeah. Now that's some of my favorite horror movies. As long as the slow burn pays off, I love a slow burn horror movie. Yeah. Yeah, they're good, man. Hell yeah. But uh, so my final question for you, man, is do you have any horror stories of your own? And they could be either from being on the road or they could just be something scary as shit that happened to you in your uh, regular everyday life. And it could be paranormal as well if you've uh, ever had something that you felt was paranormal happen to you. Um, yeah. Years ago, I used to... Uh, oh, oh, actually, here's one. Kurt Malolto were on tour in Europe. We were in the Czech Republic. Mm-hmm. And we'd been driving through these fields for like hours and we hadn't seen any people. We'd just start driving and driving. And uh, we come to this junction. And as we we're about to turn, we look to our left and it was snowing. And we see a guy shirtless carrying a hand axe, just wearing a pair of jeans. What the fuck? <laughs> in the middle of nowhere, we were like, fuck, drive, drive. <laughs> yeah, that was terrifying, that was. 
Like, holy shit, Jack escaped the Overlook Hotel. <laughs> yeah. We ended up playing not far from there. We played, like, some cow shed or something that was a squat. And, uh, but, yeah, I'll never forget seeing that guy. It scared the shit out of us. Shit. I'd imagine driving out in some of those, uh, like, more rural places, especially in Europe and stuff like that, that you'd be kind of worried that you might run into, like, a Sonny Bean-type clan and shit like that. <laughs> yeah, you do sometimes. Yeah, that- just remember, we was driving for hours just for these fields. And we're like, we are completely lost. The sat-nav was going crazy. And uh, yes, members have seen this guy holding an axe. <laughs> well, that was pretty scary. It's like, but, do we uh, ask him for directions? or? No, we just drive. <laughs> there was also this, um, there's some club, which, uh, the Rave in Milwaukee. Played there with Day Palm a few times. Apparently the pool's haunted. And um, there's this big underground, like, swimming pool that's empty. Yeah. Uh, uh, they say they say it's haunted and stuff. And uh, after we played, me and uh, Danny from Napalm were hanging out in there, uh, smoking cigarette or something. And um, yeah, man, I, it was so creepy. And I thought I tried to get a picture. I had like these little kind of orbs appear on it. So I'm not quite sure if that's my camera or if it's true that it's haunted down there. Yeah. yeah no. A lot of people say it's haunted there, and, and that's actually right. The Ravenmill Walk is opposite where Dharma used to live. Yeah, no, that's uh, I was about to say, you're not the first person to bring up that place. Uh, I can't, really? I can, I cannot remember what guest, but I had another guest said that they played it and that they had a story from the pool down there. Yeah, it's really creepy. No, was, that's crazy though. That uh, you know, it's like that famously haunted that two, you know, two people separately on different tours and everything would have stories from it. That's quite strange. It lends into how real it is, you know. <laughs> There's a lot of history with that venue, apparently, because uh, on the day they arrested Dar- uh, Jeffrey Dahmer, because yeah. his apartment block was pretty close, apparently. Uh, Napalm had played there in 1996, Shade was telling me, and, that, and the Milwaukee Metal Fest was the day they arrested him. So, like, it was crazy. It was like FBI, everything just turned it up and arrested this guy. They didn't know what the hell was going on. They found out a couple of days later it was Dahmer. Holy shit. <laughs> yeah. Yeah, and at that time, you don't, you know, that's when they're, you're, you find out, oh, it's this guy, Jeffrey Dahmer. And then five, you know, a couple of weeks later, you're like, this dude that was murdering 20 people or something. Yeah. <laughs> so at first it's like, oh, there was just some dude, uh, like, oh, you find out who it is. And then you find out what the fuck he did. And it's yeah. like, holy shit. Crazy, man. Now, nah, true crime is, uh, that's one thing with horror movies is like, I'm surprised there's not more horror movies based on serial killers, but I think it's blockbuster uh companies and stuff not wanting to do that to the victims and shit like that yeah. you know what i mean well, it's seen as a you know kind of what's the word uh, distasteful like i mean yeah i don't yeah yeah it's like i get yeah. it and i, I don't get because I, I mean at the same time it's like i i get not wanting to you know visually see that however no i mean you don't have to watch the movie but at the yeah. same time it's like uh you know yeah. they're not it's the not general so, horror movies they're just like escapism you know yeah Nice. Yeah, you get the thrill of it scaring the shit out of you as well. <laughs> yeah. Which, and, be too much sometimes. which as long as you don't uh, portray the bad guy as a good guy in those movies, that's where the problem really lies is you can't, yeah. uh, <laughs> like if you do Ted Bundy, you can't make it some like, well, you can't make him all like uh, charismatic and shit like he was a real, you know, like he tried to be in real life and stuff like that. You got to make him evil in those moments. So that way it's not like you're not glorifying what he did at all. It's That's the one thing is you got to, do it in a way that it's not looking like you're glorifying it or else you'll definitely get like fucking yeah, the mob coming for you. <laughs> <laughs> no, I mean, I appreciate you coming on and uh, do you want to remind the, you know, anybody about everything, you know, what you got coming up and stuff like that and where to find you? Uh, yeah, man. Uh, 
the new Corrupt Moral Alter record is out now on APF Records. We had a new Venomous Concept album come out a few months ago. That's called Politics vs. Erection. Oh, yeah. And, uh, new Blood from the Soul album's out. New Napalm album's out. And uh, hopefully a uh, noise Venomous Concept record will be coming out by the end of the year or start of the year. So, yeah. Busy, well, I busy, busy. Nah, I feel you. And then you said you're entering the studio right back on Friday, right? Yeah. <laughs> yeah. Yeah. Oh yeah. Well, I appreciate you coming on the show, man, and thanks for uh, sharing everything. You're welcome, man. It's nice to meet you. <laughs> <laughs> Same to you, man. Uh, have a good one. And as usual, I just want to say thanks again for listening, and make sure you check back next week, because my guest is going to be the one and only Dan Wayant, vocalist of the band Zayo. And I know some of you guys don't care, but it just bums me out kind of when I say the wrong information, knowing that I know the right information. So I just want to let you guys know that Devil's Rejects, I said in the interview that I thought it came out in 2003 to 2004. Um, it actually came out in 2005, I knew that. Uh, House of Thousand Corpses came out in 2003, uh, and they were two years apart. So just wanted to put that out there so you guys didn't have any wrong information going forward in case you didn't know, and you went on with this podcast thinking it was from 2003 now before i go the only thing i want to say is make sure you go check out my dudes over at toxic coffin if you haven't already they just dropped their first three horror movie based t-shirt designs and each one has come with awesome goodies and the designs have been awesome themselves but uh just most recently i picked up their rosemary's baby shirt and that shit came with the most legit and i'm telling you this shit is so legit it looked better than mine but it's like a baby shower invitation for rosemary's baby so awesome uh they did a night of the comet shirt and it came with comet dust and then their uh, very first shirt was a 28 Days Later shirt, and that shit came with like a hazard bag and stuff like that. So they all come with pins as well, and an awesome Toxic Coffin sticker. So make sure you go follow those dudes. Go check out my dude Loudmouth Threads, who did this awesome original podcast artwork. He's always killing it in the horror merchandise game himself. Go follow me on Facebook, Instagram, and Twitter, and stay safe.